the best plays to try and win a million dollars on the Genesis Invitational. Let's get into it right now. Welcome into all the beautiful people out there. Let's get this thing popping off and starting off at the Genesis Invitational, where it is indeed a loaded field, where if you are not familiar, back in California, Mr. Max Homa winning last year, the hometown kid, if you will, this is going to be a spot where you are going to have a massive advantage if you can hit it far, if you can gain fairways and hit it far, if you can find yourself not in the rough all that much, if you have decent experience and success on POA putting surfaces, right? So it is going to be bombing out there. Now, of course, there's always other ways to win like every single week if your irons catch hot fire if your putter is absolutely dominant and can mitigate some of the other ways where you're losing strokes but you're going to have a big leg up if you're gaining strokes off the tee there's a lot of things that i'm looking at specifically this week and we can talk about it as we go through it starting with mr john rom up top look if you're looking at the guys up top rom and cantley make the most sense to me and that's where the ownership's currently coming in i have rom gonna be probably the highest owned guy in this field and if you know me you know i don't like to play the ownership but if there is a spot where i'm okay to play ownership it is with the best player in the world who is as consistent as he possibly can be who finished top five here last year right i am okay to play chalk John Rahm. That's like the only guy that I'm okay to go fully chalk on. So I think that John Rahm is completely fine. He leads this field over the last 50 rounds in, in, in off the tee. He's second in ball striking. He's my third overall ranked player this week. Patrick Cantley is my second overall ranked player, and I do think he comes in with a little bit less ownership. So yeah, I would like to start with Cantley over Rahm. Rarely do you see two guys above $11,000, and usually in these big fields um, where it's, it's almost a major-like field, you usually get a little bit of a pricing discount to make it easier to make lineups. So Cantley and Rahm are the guys who have line the above uh, a 10k range for me where we have five guys right now i would also say and at least throw out there that if i had to pick a third guy it would be jt then dj morikawa last in that range in terms of what cantley is going to do he's not going to look as elite as rom off the tee but still pretty solid not elite with the ball striking but still pretty solid and that's just who patrick cantley is he has a better idea of fairways hit good drives gained according to the fair uh, fantasy national compared to john rom if you also want to look at which is i think it's pretty important and rom is going to rank higher here and that makes a lot of sense because it's kind of an overall summation of what you do i think it's pretty important to at least look at what these players are doing in these golfers on golf courses that are difficult right like this is going to be on tour what they're doing from a DraftKings scoring perspective right and that's going to factor in of course not just their birdies and and where their placement finishes are but it's also going to factor in their ability to go for eagle on these courses their 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 three birdie streaks where they get extra points so those things are at least interesting i think it's not as often talked about like obviously you don't want to just look at fantasy points per game and, and take that as something but at least breaking it down for separating that looking at it a little bit more nuanced and if you do look at that john rom is going to be somebody who does stand out as a top 10 player so john rom cantley from this above range now you get into the next range where things start to get a little bit more exciting and players start to be very very highly owned now you get into this range and you're going to find a highly owned in the 9k range a highly owned xander shoffley per usual camp smith is going to pick up ownership hideki is currently picking up ownership most of the ownership right now is hovering around this 8 to 9k range as it usually does but a lot more than usual. Sometimes you get some uh, spreading out to the the seven K range as a good amount. Now the seven K range from ownership wise is, is kind of it's kind of flat. Like I, I, you might find a couple of dudes up top. Other than that, it's all in this nine and eight K range. And this is where our best. This is where our best leverage opportunities are. This right here. This might be one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. This is 
likely my favorite play on the entire slate. You get the upside and you get the floor at lower ownership than everybody else around him because you just haven't seen this guy lately. And that man's name is going to be $9,700 Rory McIlroy, who I basically have coming in outside of Brooks Kepka as the lowest owned guy above $9,000. And I will take that all day long. Yes, please. Rory is currently my number one ranked player in this field when you look at everything. He obviously hits it with driving distance. He's obviously a fantastic DraftKings scorer. The strokes gained off the team, the ball striking are there. There might be some concerns about recent former not seeing him all that much on tour as of late. And I understand those, but I'm just not too concerned about them when everybody else is concerned with them, right? When everybody else is weighing them in and the miscut that he had here last year, although it was top five to two years before that previous, um, people are not looking at him the same. He has the exact same odds to win this as Xander Shoffley. Let's look at it this way. Xander Shoffley and Rory are both 20 to one, depending on the book, of course. They're both 20 to one, yet they are right now ownership wise, like double the ownership is coming in on Xander. I think we can all agree that that is a little bit extreme. And no matter how much you love Xander and how consistent he is and how all the time he's near the top five or top 10 of leaderboards, Rory is also that dude. So I'm completely, honestly, I'm fine going Cantley, Rory. I'm fine starting your lineup with Rory and then filling out a loaded range after that. So I think that that is completely fine to do. Xander at this point, he remains in play, but he is a guy that historically I fade. Historically, a guy who is 20 plus percent owned, I do indeed fade unless you can get your lineup a different no real stance on Hovland I'm just going to be purely fading Hideki in this spot he doesn't he grades out okay but not enough for me to pay for 18 to 20 percent ownership on him and it just really comes down to that to be completely honest with you obviously playing better as of late when you want to see how he sets up here it's just it's just fine everywhere it's nothing elite but he is a top 10 ranked player in this field for me the ownership is just the thing there if I, if I had to eat ownership right if you're talking about a really good play in this range a really good play in this range to me would be Xander if you want to pay 20 percent ownership not so much Hideki and honestly not so much this next guy which is going to be Mr. Cam Smith Cam Smith is obviously okay but I don't want to pay up for Cam Smith when I see a lot of concerns to his game now he's been solid here fourth last year uh, $9,100 is fair for a guy who's got clearly a really good putter who can put up DraftKings points who can put up birdie streaks your concerns are just good drives what the driving distance is going to look like for a guy who's coming in at 20 percent owned I'm a little bit hesitant to go there so like a Rory I think we get leverage on a Rory I think one of the best leverage plays on the slate is also going to be $9,000 flat Brooks Kepka, who flashed just last week Brooks Kepka is a borderline top 10 play for me he's not going to come in anywhere near that I currently have Brooks Kepka coming in at just eight percent owned currently for me Brooks Kepka is the lowest owned guy above eighty five hundred dollars on the slate even though we just saw him finish third overall last week and I know what you're gonna say oh but he gained six strokes with the putter that's why he finished third overall yeah but look at some of the other things in there he gained five strokes off the tee that's going to matter here this week he gained over two strokes on approach that's the first time that he gained over two strokes on approach since let me look back a whole long time basically since June at the Travelers where he finished top five you have the narrative going your way for Brooks only shows up when he cares in bigger fields even though recently recently Brooks did state like hey my world ranking is atrocious which maybe is a little bit of motivation to try every but even if it wasn't, this is basically a major, right? And field-wise, it's pretty damn strong. It might be the strongest field you're going to see. So yes, Brooks to me at $9,000 flat, flashing last week. I understand it was the putter that flashed, but I'll take that as a bonus because that's going to matter here. And I like him even more because other people currently do not like him. So that's where I stand above $9,000. I'm really, really uh, excited to get to Rory and Brooks. I'm, I'm hesitant on Cam Smith and Hideki because of ownership, and I'm just okay with Hovland and, and Xander, depending on there's no real strong stance there uh, for those guys. Now, as we continue to go through this, I'll let you know about the sponsors of the program today. A lot of you already know, but if you don't know, you're about to know. PrizePicks.com. Use the code GOLF. Simple. What are you doing? What are you playing right here? DFS golf g-o-l-f not golf with the a sorry but golf g-o-l-f use the code golf on pricepicks.com you get a free bet 
up to $100 match. Instant. So check it out. Limited time offer. And what it is is you just take the over-under on fantasy props. You can see right here. And it's very it's a very fun game. It's legal in California, Texas, New York. I am in Texas. Some states that it's not currently set up for. For sports betting, this is indeed carved out for. Rory under 69 and a half strokes for the first round. Patrick Reed over 70 strokes for the first round. I took that this morning. I like it. Kind of the same reasons why we already talked about for Rory, why I like him. And Patrick Reed we're about to get into. So you can use the code GOLF. It's very simple. You use that code GOLF and you get a free bet match up to $100. Take advantage of it. Not now. But right now. So to close out the, the premier players, although in this field, you're going to find some premier, premier players a little bit lower. To close that out, we can get to this below $9,000 range where it's going to start with Jordan Spieth, who's okay. I have him as a no on here. If you really want to play him, go for it. I don't really have a totally strong stance on Jordan Spieth. I'm not currently liking what I'm seeing. Good drives are a little bit of a concern for me. Hitting the fairway, a little bit of a concern for me, especially when then you have to rely on the approach out of the rough. Just seems like something that can cause a lot of frustration for the guy. Uh, Will Zalatoris, fine. Sam Burns has been good here. Finished third last year, continues to get better. A cut, a 23rd, and a third. Sam Burns is fine. He just kind of jumps into that bucket of do I want to play pay 16 plus percent ownership for Sam Burns? And my answer to that is yeah, I'm fine with that, assuming I'm not already playing Xander and 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 John Rahm, right? Or Xander and Cam Smith. Like a Xander, Cam Smith, and Sam Burns is just eating all the ownership everywhere possible. You're not really getting too different. But like I said, I'm okay to go to Xander over a Cam Smith. Similar things can be said in this range. I would rather play a, a higher owned Sam Burns than a higher owned Sunjay. That's just currently where I'm at in terms of how these guys set up here. I prefer Sam Burns in general because of, I mean, what you're going to be getting in, in, from overall scoring, from the putting standpoint of it, from the iron play, from how he's trending in all of that. And then Sanjay, yeah, I mean, there's always questions for Sanjay when it comes to the driving distance. So if I had to choose between two higher owned guys, that would be the reason why. You go down a little bit more. My favorite guy in the 8K range is probably Tony Finau. Uh, Tony Finau just sets up nicely for this course. Normally a guy now, now good drives gained in terms of hitting the fairways could be a concern, but he sets up in terms of his driving distance, in terms of how good he is on par fours, 450 to 500 feet, which is going to be a lot of them here. DraftKings scoring overall for the eagle opportunities off the tee is above average for his price point. So 50 to one to win this thing means that he should probably be a little bit cheaper. Maybe you're overpaying a little bit, which is why you're probably seeing lower ownership. Like 50 to one means he should probably be closer to like $8,000 flat, like where Taylor Gooch is rather than $8,400. But because of that, you're getting Tony Finau coming in at just 8% owned right now for a guy who I honestly think has similar top 20, top 10, maybe not win equity because of his odds, but similar to the guys around him, similar to Bubba, similar to Homa, similar to Adam Scott, somewhat similar to Sam Burns. Sam Burns 40 to one and Tony Finau 50 to one. And Sam Burns is going to come in with double the ownership. And you have Tony Finau, who's been solid here, right? Uh, two second place finishes over the last four years. So I like Finau the most in this range. If I had to rank this range out overall, I would probably end up starting with a Tony Finau. I am actually, uh, normally I'm not in on Bubba here because a lot of people just play him because, yeah, he's won, won here multiple times, even though it's been four years since he's won and he has not had success the last couple of years. But now with the ownership lower, I'm in on Bubba. And then I would probably go Sam Burns and Willie Z in that order. The 9K range, I like a lot more than this 8K range, but Tony Finau is the one who does stand out if anybody stands out. So now we can transition to the 7K range. And this is actually a slate where the 6K range is solid, in my opinion. Even below 6,500 is, is pretty solid. So it is easy to play like a ROM and a Cantley build or a ROM, a Rory build, if that obviously is expensive with ROM above $11,000. But this 6K range is actually pretty decent. Now we'll go through the 7K range, hit that 6K range and show you what we're talking about. So to start it off in the 7K range, I will jump down to Sergio is probably the guy that I look at first coming off of a missed cut here at $7,800. But we know Sergio can kind of compete anywhere because of his driving distance, because of how good the ball striking off the tee is. It just comes down to the putting like it does basically every single week. And for Sergio to be lower owned this week, for Sergio to be at a price point that I think is fair relative to some guys in the 8K range, like some of the guys around Tony Finau's price point, 
and, and you're getting Sergio for $600, $700 cheaper, I do think we're getting a built-in uh, price discount there. And I do think people will be going to a Jason Kokrak, to a Mark Leishman around him, even though I don't see a massive difference. Obviously, again, Sergio with the putter, one of the worst putters in this field that has to just not even catch fire, just not absolutely blow up. I like Sergio. I also like Paul Casey, who was a darling everywhere last year, has been struggling as of late, but you're still getting a guy who hits fairways, still getting a guy who puts up DraftKings points, good on par for his 450 to four, uh, 500, good ball striking. And it's not even that he's struggling as of late, which I mean, he has been. He's coming off of a top 25, but after that wasn't great. Missed cut at the Shriners, not so great at the Northern Trust. But now, we're, I mean, we're looking at like six months ago at this point. We haven't seen the guy since October on the tour, at least for something that we can measure his rounds for. So I think just like we ended up seeing with uh, earlier with Rory, we're getting the same treatment on Paul Casey here. Good golfers normally pick up ownership because people haven't seen them. They're a little bit hesitant. I'm fine to go all in on that. I currently have on Patreon down below if you want to get in projections, rankings, and optimizer, a bunch of stuff to improve your game, the best tools that you can find, 8% owned right now pretty damn good on Paul Casey. So this upper range, I think I'm going to get away from who's guys who will probably be higher owned uh, in this range, like a Mark Leishman or a Russell Henley. And I'll just go down to Sergio and I'll go down to a Paul Casey to start. Also the bottom of the 8k range, we can just touch on this. I guess I didn't really touch on Fitzpatrick or Gooch. I prefer Gooch over Fitzpatrick. I think they come in at somewhat similar ownership numbers. Fitzpatrick is completely fine, but it's, it's the exact same thing. If I had to choose one guy like Taylor Gooch and Sam Burns are the guys in this range that will definitely pick up ownership, but that's fine. If the rest of your lineup looks good that I do like, and I'll choose them over guys like Sanjay and Matt Fitzpatrick, who are also picking up ownership, mainly because of just distance compared to uh, Gooch and, and really Sam Burns. I think Power and Norn, they're going to be in my player pool. They're fine. If you keep going down, I honestly do like, I like Thomas Peters here. Thomas Peters, I think, sets up fine here. He doesn't rank like a top 10 player for me, but you're you're far into now below the $7,500. So you start to get into this cheap range. But I think where he's at going to excel for you is on these par fours, 450 to 500 yards. I think that's why he's popping a little bit. Maybe a yes is extreme, but I think it's okay. Luke List is maybe, and this is, this is scary because Lucas is currently coming in, as I see right now, with about eh, 10 to 12% ownership. Not crazy. But he is maybe the guy who's picking up the most ownership outside of like a John Rom that I do like. The game is trending in all the right directions. He obviously sets up nice here. He's one of the best players in this field for driving distance. One of the best players in this field when it comes to difficult courses and scoring on those difficult courses. Solid around the green play. He's trending in the right direction, and he lost six strokes at Phoenix, and that's what's going to happen with Luke List sometimes. So maybe that gets people off of him as he finished outside the top 50 last week but he wins the farmers right he starts trending at the amax he finishes top 10 at the rsm and basically top 10 at the houston back dating back to last november the losing six strokes at phoenix i'm hoping that makes people jump back off of him even though everything else remains to be clicking luke list is a guy that i do like i do prefer him over thomas peters as you start to get to the below 7500 range i think it's just betting on some talent down here like Corey connor's man has he dropped i mean this is a guy who should be in the nine thousand dollar range if it wasn't for the last couple of rounds a lot of it has to do with the putter a lot of it has to do with the around the green play his last couple of times out have not been that great missing the cut and back-to-back -back starts but then you see him start to pick some things up at the phoenix but it was with the putter it actually wasn't with the irons the around the green play was still a little bit shaky there but it is a guy who is pretty close to making some of these cuts and it wasn't atrocious it's not like he's losing five strokes around the green it's not like his irons are broken everything is kind of there it's just barely missing cuts and not getting to the weekend ejecting himself on maybe one hole or so the guy that i really like in this range though and probably probably luke list is right in line with this fella is going to be mav mcneely he was here last year he ended up missing the cut he's trending in the right direction he's currently a top 10 ranked player in my model rarely do i find that below seventy five hundred dollars reasons why the putting is going to help him above average overall when it comes to driving distance solid when it comes to strokes gained off the tee solid when it comes to ball striking for the price point that you're seeing right here haven't seen him since pebble where he finished 33rd he's a guy who can make cuts which at seventy two hundred dollars is kind of all you're looking for at this point can you make cuts for me yes 
yes, this guy can indeed make cuts. So I do think that down here in this range, McNeely is a guy who stands out. Now, is Matt McNeely going to pick up ownership? And eh, not really. Maybe he gets the 10% on, not, not anything that I'm too concerned about. Probably hovers around like 8%. Keegan Bradley is just another option to go to. And if you really want to start to find some value towards the bottom is where there is a lot of value. I prefer Matt McNeely. I prefer probably Connors and Luke List. But towards the bottom here at 7K flat, there's a lot of options. There's five guys at 7K flat, meaning none of them will pick up a ton of ownership. Vegas, Ryan Palmer, Ortiz, and then I even like Molinari and EVR. All those guys at 7K flat look solid to me. I don't think you should expect any insane ownership on any of them. I have the highest owned guy being like Ryan Palmer or Molinari at like 4% owned. If you want me to rank out those guys down in that range, I would probably put my favorite guy as Vegas, then Ortiz, then Palmer in that order. Molinari would come in after that. So that's where the 7K range closes as we enter into the 6K range. Hopefully you're having a lovely time. Two seconds of your time, by the way, to hit the subscribe button. Greatly appreciate that. As we head into what is heading off of the most fun event of the year, right? With 16 and everything and going viral for golf during the Super Bowl is Super Bowl weekend. It's pretty damn eventful. A couple of hole in ones, a couple of shirts off. Hey, what are you going to do? Have a good time. So now we get into where the season, all the heavy hitters are back. Finally, we get Rory. Finally, we get to see some guys we have not seen. Paul Casey, like we mentioned. Now let's get into this in the 6K range and see how we can afford all these fellas. So up top in the 6K range, I just prefer the bottom of the 7K range. It's as simple as that. I'd rather just go to 7K flat than 69 or 6,800. It's not until I start to get to like 6,700 where I find some guys. And believe it or not, I mean, there's a good amount of guys here. Believe it or not, I might actually like the guys below $6,500 more. But once we're in this range, I see an Aaron Wise and, and nothing. I, I like him relative to guys around him, but nothing is insanely i would say elite about him i would prefer a sebastian munoz if you're going to choose anybody over here but honestly scrolling down a little bit you start to find guys that i really do like i like a ricky fowler i like a charlie hoffman hoffman has been solid on par fours 450 to 500 yards i like a ricky fowler only because he's dirt cheap he's gonna be one percent owned he was here last year finished top 20 look he's 6600 is he my favorite in this range no i'll prefer a charlie hoffman i'll prefer a mito who's below him or at the exact same price but fowler's gonna be one percent owned for a guy coming off of three missed cuts and the putter being absolutely broken at least we saw the around the green play flash in his two rounds at Phoenix. The approach play was there. It's just the putter being completely broken, which has been his weapon is a concern, but you do need around the green play here. Look, the guy's not going to have distance. He's 6,600. He at his exact same price point of 6,600. He's still below Hoffman and Mito for me. So it's not anything great, but if you want to play, like if you want to play the lineup that has Xander, Sam Burns, uh, Cam Davis, like everybody who's, who's going to be highly owned and you need to find a cheap guy, a cheap guy who won't be owned. Yeah, I mean, Charlie Hoffman, Mito probably coming at 3%. Ricky Fowler probably comes in at 1% if you're really looking for that nuanced of an edge. If I had to rank out the guys that I like in this range down here, it would probably end up being a combination of Mito and Charlie Hoffman in that order. Patrick Rogers and Cam Champ, uh, they look obviously appealing. Cam Champ, from the driving distance standpoint, is probably the best in this field right now. Off the tee is a top 10 player, so that's where he excels, but might actually be the worst putter in this field. So I would, I would lean Patrick Rogers there. The driving distance becomes not as much of a concern for Rogers. Um, and he still has a solid putter on him. So overall, I'll rank it out as a Mito Hoffman and Patrick Rogers for this range. And below $6,500 to close it up, there, there's, a, there's a good amount of guys that I actually like down here. Like rarely do I find guys that I'm like, oh, that might be like a top 30 option this week. And I'm finding that down here with guys like Aaron Rye for just specific skill sets, right? When you look at Aaron Rye, you have a solid putter. You have a guy who hits fairways and he's good off the tee. The distance is not the greatest and that is your concern. But again, you're down here at $6,400. There is going to be concerns. You get Matt Wallace at just a cheap price point 
one if you wanted to. You even get Grio at $6,300, which is just absolutely gross when you want to look into things. But if you're talking about good drives gain, if you're talking about off the tee play, if you're talking even about distance, distance is not good for Grio. But when you factor in that he's this cheap, yeah, I would say that he's he's above average for this price point for me when it comes to his overall distance. Like a Ricky Fowler, has not been making cuts at all. Like a Ricky Fowler, not much to like recently in his game, which is probably where I would start to lean to go up to like a Chez or a Matt Wallace or just going up to an Aaron Rye. The cheapest I would go is $6,100 just to add him long. He's like the cheapest guy that I can see making the cut and having some upside after the cut. Like not obviously just making the cut would be okay, but actually having some upside after the cut. And that kind of comes from just being like an above average around the green and putter. So short game is okay for him. If he was to make the cut, you might find maybe an eagle, uh, be able to put it close enough to have a couple birdie opportunities after making the cut. But that's not much. That's mainly if you're just trying to get to the all expensive Cantley Rom lineup or the Rom Rory lineup. So there you go for the DFS Genesis Invitational. There's some golf picks for you. The full projections, rankings, all that are down below. And if you want a free hundred dollars to use this weekend and tell a friend to tell a friend as well, you can use the code golf on pricepicks.com. We already have the Rory prop in there. We already have the Patrick Reed prop in there. Reed mainly because of distance. So that's where I'm at. I'm rocking. I'm rolling. Hopefully you have a lovely day today. I'll see you when I see you, gang, and I'll see you all in the next one.